Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Sarah Landisberg about her pre-COVID wedding at the Wedding Pavilion with a reception at the Whitehall Room and Patio at the Grand Floridian. I thought you guys would be interested to hear how she chose these venues and how she planned everything and how it all turned out. So welcome, Sarah. Hi. So happy to be here. I'm so glad you could be on the show today. I would love to start at the very beginning and find out how you and your fiancé decided that you wanted to have your wedding at Disney. So we actually live in Orlando, Florida, and we knew we wanted to have our wedding here and so we actually were not 100% set on Disney. We looked at a lot of uh, venues, but it was one of those things where we added up the costs of some of the other venues. We were like, you know, this is comparable to Disney and we would rather do Disney. You know, a lot of the hotels and stuff, because Orlando is a very touristy area, are not really going to be less expensive. And so we were like, let's do what we really want to do. So that's how we ended up at Disney. <laughs> That's great. So then how did your friends and family react when they found out where the wedding was going to be? They were excited. I mean, I think they kind of all knew because we, we live here um, and we love Disney anyways. I think they were kind of hoping for us to do something like that. So they were all pretty excited. Now, being local, how many guests did you invite and how many actually attended? Did you have like a huge guest list because you live locally? No, so actually, we live here, but all of our families do not. And so we actually kept our wedding very small, well, small for us, maybe not small for now, but uh, we invited maybe just under 60. We knew that there would be some people who were not going to be able to come. So we had just under 50 total, but most of those people actually did travel. There were only a few people who were local, like close friends. Okay, got it. Did you set up a room block for your guests? Yes. I will, I will explain more in the venues when we get to that, but we used Pop Century because we thought we wanted a value option, and then we had Port Orleans for our guests, and then we actually stayed at the Grand Floridian, and they let us use our complimentary night at the Grand, even though it was not offered to our guests, so I thought that was pretty cool. That's great. How did you choose the day of the week and time of day for your event? We knew we wanted a weekday because we wanted to save a little bit of money and we didn't really care about necessarily having a weekend and, and paying the extra for that. And so when we were just looking at dates, we we ended up being on a Wednesday, which I know is really weird, but a lot we knew all of our friends and family were coming to travel anyways, and we knew that they would were gonna come and stay a couple days to go to the parks. So we were like, why not just do it on a Wednesday? They can either, you know, go to the parks for a few days before and leave after or go to the parks for a few days after and they all did. So it, it worked out really well. That's great. And how did you choose time of day? I'm a morning person. I'm one of those people who like after a certain time, I will just fall asleep. And I didn't want to have to be up early and then getting ready. And then, you know, my wedding didn't start until five o'clock. So we actually chose the 930am ceremony time, which worked out really well for us. Wonderful. 
Now, how did you choose those ceremony and reception venues? Okay, so this is kind of a long story. <laughs> so originally, we wanted to do Fort Wilderness. There was used to be a location there. And when we got engaged, we had a, a two-year-long engagement. And at the beginning of our engagement, there was still an option for that. And when we reached out to Disney, by the time we were getting closer to our wedding, they were like, oh, that's no longer an option. And we were like, no, and I really wanted to be outside with trees. So then we looked at pretty much every single outside location that they had. And just as we were looking, they offered a new location, which was Port Orleans Oak Manor Lawn. And we fell in love with that. So that's actually what we selected. And our rain backup was the wedding pavilion. And we were like, well, that's the best rain backup you could possibly have, but we won't need it. <laughs> and, and we did end up needing it. So we're glad that we had that. But um, yeah, originally we thought we were going to be at Port Orleans, which is also why our guests were all staying there. Because we were like, you'll just have to wake up and walk down the stairs and oh. you'll be right at our wedding ceremony. <laughs> oh, shoot. Yeah, it's okay. Do you have any tips then for people who are planning at Oak Manor Lawn? I know it isn't used very often, and I think that's one of the reasons, but people are just craving information about it. I will say that I think we, we had a very, we had a small wedding and we had a small wedding party. We actually, we had no wedding party. We had no bridesmaids. And I think that made it a little easier for us because because of it being a completely outdoor location with no like it's just the hotel buildings, which people can obviously be walking in and out of their rooms. There's not really a great place to stage people. So I will say that's one thing you may want to consider if you're if you're a bride who has a huge wedding party. I think it would be a little harder to do that there. But other than that, they would set everything up for you. And then we were going to face the staircase. You can face both ways. They said we could face the water or you can kind of face the, there's a fountain and the staircase. And we were going to face that. And I was going to walk down the staircase with my dad. So that would have been really lovely. And the, one of the main reasons that they, because we had a 9.30 a.m. running, they canceled our location. They changed it the night before because it was going to be so early. And there was a very high percentage chance of rain. And they were concerned that even if it wasn't raining in the morning, that that area is all grass. And if it was wet from the night before, it would just be mud. So that's mm -hmm. another thing to consider. I was a little sad because we had a February wedding. So I thought we probably would be safe from the rain. And the reality is it did not rain. <laughs> it oh. didn't rain at all. <laughs> but it's nobody's fault. The night before the forecast was like, it's a 100% chance of rain. So we just went with it. Hmm. Now, how did you choose Whitehall for your reception? I was in love with that space from the very beginning because it had the indoor outdoor. So it didn't feel like some of the other ballrooms that are there. And I felt like it didn't need a lot of decoration to be, it didn't need like, you know, up lighting or, or pipe and drape or anything really to just be a pretty space. So for, it was perfect for us. That's great. Did you use any outside vendors for your event? Just for photography and hair and makeup, which our photographer was Emma Ann um, Photography, and she was absolutely, absolutely amazing. I would recommend her to anyone. People still tell us, like, our photos are so awesome, and she's actually going to do a shoot for us for our one-year anniversary, so that's really special. And then hair and makeup as well. I use About Face Design Team, and I actually picked them, like, at the last minute, I I fired my original person. I had some issues with them and I didn't even do a trial with them and they were so wonderful and professional. I would really, really recommend them. That's wonderful. So did you guys add any entertainment to your reception? 
Yes, we had Mickey and Minnie, and no one knew, not even my parents, so that was really, really magical when they showed up. Uh, everyone got really, really excited. They kind of lost their minds, so it was really wonderful, and we got some pictures with them because we were in the Whitehall room standing outside on the patio, and there's a picture of me and my husband and Mickey and Minnie waving at the monorail, and like I just cherish that picture so much because... I've been on the monorail looking down and seeing, you know, when there's a wedding and I'm like, that was me. I was that wedding. (laughs) So, Did you choose special outfits for them? I chose the simple, like the black tux and the white dress. I I didn't care that Minnie was also wearing white. She's Minnie Mouse. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have any menu items or cake flavors you would recommend? Definitely. So we did the chicken waffle maple syrup dippers for our one of our appetizers. And that was a huge hit. For one of our entrees, I requested the butternut squash ravioli like they serve at Epcot during the festivals. And they nailed it. It was amazing. And it was a vegetarian option. So that was great for people who are vegetarian were like, oh, we got something that was really special. And then our cake flavors, we actually had two cake flavors, but I highly recommend the churro cake with the cream cheese frosting. So good. And we're having them recreate our top tier for our one year anniversary in just a few weeks. And I cannot wait to eat churro cake again. (laughs) (laughs) That's wonderful. Did you guys add a dessert party or a welcome party? So we did not. We really wanted our guests to have flexibility with their time because we knew that a lot of them were flying down. Um, my husband's family lives in Oregon and Washington state. So we are like, it's a trick. <laughs> we want you to be able to enjoy your time. So the one thing we did do was we did something, we called it beignets and chill. And we hung out at Port Orleans in the new bar area. I think it's called like the scat cat club or something. And it's right next to where they serve the beignets. And we just kind of went in there and just took like half the tables and we said whoever wants to come just show up and if we'll be here for these amount of time and it cost us zero dollars and because we just you know sat at the bar and hung out and everyone had a great time so it was wonderful that's great advice can you give my listeners a timeline of how the wedding day ran yeah around i think 4 30 our hair and makeup showed up so my husband had a separate room to get ready and so he left around four and my mom arrived around 4 30 I was just me and her getting ready together I intentionally wanted to do that because I I didn't want to get up at 2 a.m <laughs> I know some people have early weddings and they have their whole bridal party get done and I was like no no and actually to make sure that we would have plenty of time I hired an extra person so we would each have our own person so we could get ready at the same time so I I highly recommend that to any bride if you want to make sure you have plenty of time I had just one person working on me the whole time so that was great and then we got ready from like 4 30 to around 6 that's when my photographer showed up and started doing the getting ready photos and then I did a first look with my dad around seven o'clock which was really sweet so then we did a few family photos with just my my dad my mom and my sister and then I did a first look with my husband so that was probably around eight something and that was really awesome and then they split us up and we went to the wedding pavilion and we had a little extra time there for first look photos and we because we didn't have to travel to Port Orleans so we got a lot of photos before we even got married which was kind of nice because everything's perfect your hair is perfect you know it's like so awesome 
And then our ceremony started at 9.30. We didn't have a super long ceremony. And then our cocktail hour, which was just like appetizers, started, I think, at like 10.30. And then we came in at 11.30. We, we did not join our cocktail hour. We did photos. And we did our first dance before we had our meal because we wanted to do it outside and that's where the cocktail hour was. So we did it before anyone sat down. And then my dad did his speech and then we we served lunch around 12, 1230. And then the rest of the time was just eating cake, dancing and making a mini coming. So we were we finished around 330. <laughs> Now, what were some of the most important aspects when you were planning where you focused your attention or your budget? We really wanted our guests to have a good time without going over the top, but we focused a lot of money on food and drinks and cake and some things that they could take home because we wanted them to have a special Disney experience. And one of the things that we focused a lot on was our officiant and our vows and our ceremony. I feel like our ceremony was a little bit Maybe not non-traditional, but it was a little bit more simplistic, and we included a ring warming in our ceremony, uh, which was really, really special because we did it in the middle of the ceremony. And so my husband and I were standing up at the altar, and we got to look out onto all of our guests as they pass our rings around, and we had the violinist play Married Life from Up, and we both just stand there and cried. And it was just a really special moment to like take in the whole day and, and see all the people that we love so much. So that that was one thing, our whole ceremony, we focus a lot on. That's a really great point. Because yeah, sometimes you're up there and you kind of especially if you're nervous about sort of being up in front of everybody. And it can help to just focus on your partner. But how often do you turn around and look back out at the audience? And what a great way to include them in the ceremony and interact with them. Yeah, it was really, really special. Now, what were some of the aspects that were less important where you saved your money or just your effort? A big thing was floral and decorations. I wanted there to be floral and I wanted it to be pretty, but I also didn't want to spend a ton of money on it. And because uh, we had no bridal party, that saved a lot of money. My bouquet was the most important thing because I, I said, you know, that's going to be in all of my pictures. Everything else I care but don't care and Disney Floral and in partnership with the weddings team did an amazing job of like giving me exactly what I wanted for not a lot of money not over the top and everything that was in the ceremony was reused at the reception so nothing was wasted and it just I felt like for what we paid we really got our money's worth so that was one thing that I felt like we saved on a lot and then also doing keeping our guest count really small helped us save some money as well, which we wanted a small wedding, but it didn't hurt that it was like, okay, it costs this much money to feed another person at Disney. That's something to keep in mind. <laughs> so <laughs> That's great. What ended up being your favorite memory of your wedding day? This question is really hard. I know other brides have had really hard time answering it because there's just so many wonderful moments. But I will say after our ceremony, we went behind the wedding pavilion where there's that picture point. And there's a moment where our photographer got me and my husband holding up our ring fingers and we're just looking at each other and our faces are just like the most excited. And I just love that photo. And I love that moment because it was like, oh my gosh, we're, we're really married and we're just so excited. So. <laughs> 
Did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? You mentioned the weather. Yeah, that that was a little a little bit stressful the night before because not only did we have to communicate to all of our guests, hey, by the way, our ceremony is not in the location we told you, um, but we had to change all of the transportation as well because we had originally had transportation get taking our guests from Port Orleans to the Grand Floridian for the reception, and we needed them to take them at the start of the day because the ceremony was going to be there. And then our wedding planner also suggested that we keep some of the transportation in between the ceremony and the reception, because even though they were both at the Grand Floridian, the wedding pavilion is really not that close to the convention center where the Whitehall room is. And that was actually a really good tip because for the younger people, it's not a big deal. But for anybody in your party who's like older or has, you know, trouble walking or, or just, you know, may not want to walk that far, that that was a really good thing that we kept. So that was a good recommendation on her part. And, um, yeah, and, and those were our, our main things, but we were able to kind of get through them. Wonderful. Was there anything that seemed like a big deal beforehand and then it turned out not to be? I think I was really concerned that our guests were not going to have enough to do at our reception. And like, oh, I have to plan things for them to do. And that, that turned out to be completely crazy, which I, I ended up not really doing anything. But the cocktail hour, I was thinking about trying to like you know, plan some activities and the violinist from the ceremony, you have him for a longer. So he was there for the whole cocktail hour. And so all of my guests were requesting songs from him, which I didn't get to see this. I'm a little sad, but everyone was telling me later how amazing he was and how they were so entertained. And I was like, oh my gosh, I was concerned about this. And I had no reason to be concerned. <laughs> Is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now? No, I, I loved everything. If I could redo it, the only thing I would do is, is change the weather, <laughs> which obviously I can't do. But everything was perfect and beautiful, so no. <laughs> do you have any other tips or advice for future Disney couples? Yes, I will say that my experience, not my wedding day experience was perfect, but prior to getting to the actual wedding, I had some issues with getting information back from Disney. Even once we were, you know, with a date and we had already, you know, paid a deposit, they just took a really long time to come up with prices on things, which is really hard if you're trying to plan and budget. So my advice is two things to other brides. One, just try to be patient because I know that, you know, they're a small team and they do work really hard. And two, just be honest and you have to tell them like, okay, well, if you can't give me this information, that's fine, but I'm not going to be prepared to pay the next, you know, installment until I know what it's going to cost. Because a lot of times they were running up right to when money was due. And I was like, but we don't know how much it is. So I would just be firm with them. And they, I think uh, they understand because, you know, you need that information from them, but that's the one thing I would, I would say. That's great advice. Well, Sarah, I think you've offered a lot of great tips and advice for anyone who's interested in planning a wedding or a vow renewal at Walt Disney World, and I appreciate your taking the time. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I, I'm really an honor to be here. <laughs> <laughs> That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. In the meantime, send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. 
Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show site, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at FairyTaleWeddingsGuide.com. <laughs>